the blast from our past network. Supernatural, Halloween, exploitation, slashers, and everything in between. Welcome to the Podcasting After Dark Watch List, the show where a guest chooses a topic and the hosts, along with the guest, discuss their top five favorites. Light a candle, hide your Ouija board, and enjoy the Podcasting After Dark Watch List. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this month's episode of Podcasting After Dark Watchlist. I'm Corey, and I am joined by Chelsea Hall of the 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. How are you doing, Chelsea? Good. How are you doing? I am doing good. Thank you for coming on the show. This is freaking cool. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> You're welcome, of course. <laughs> Th- thank you for accepting. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> we, we can do this all day. <laughs> we're, t- we're too nice to each other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, Chelsea, uh, Adam, a, f- a mutual friend of ours, kind of uh, got me in touch with you. Right. And uh, for this, Adam from the Blast From Our Past podcast. And I think he was just on your all's uh, podcast maybe yes. a couple weeks ago. He was on an episode of, I believe it was one of the first ones of the year. We did uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. Oh, that's right. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So he, he said, hey. You should, uh, you should hit these guys up and uh, have them on the show. And uh, so I, I reached out, and I, I, got, I got to talk to you. And uh, who are the other two members of your podcast? Right. And, and just give us also a general yeah. introduction to your podcast so everyone knows uh, what you guys talk about and everything. So, yeah. So 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast is my podcast with uh, Max and Chris, are my other hosts of the show. And um, pretty much uh, what we do is we kind of we get into our DeLorean and we kind of go, you know, uh, 80s, 90s. uh, I'd like to do some 70s in the future um, of uh, movies. And, you know, we do nostalgic things, memories of our childhood and, and things like that, you know, just nostalgia. Nice. Well, the episode that I just listened to was the uh, the stuff episode, which yeah. is the newest one right now, but might not be the newest one right, when yeah. people are listening <laughs> here. But the the stuff episode was great, and then, I mean that is perfect podcasting after dark adjacent material For right sure. there. So uh, guys and gals out there, definitely go out and check out the eighty eight miles per hour podcast, specifically the stuff episode. I think was a really fun episode. Yeah, me and Max. Um, our big horror movie fans. Chris is, we're kind of getting him introduced into it. He didn't grow up really watching horror movies because um, I think like he he would on our podcast he says that he like would censor himself like he would tell his mom like I, I feel bad I watched like a horror movie like he you know he would police himself <laughs> wow. which is bizarre because like as a kid you'd like probably watch something and then be like I'm not telling my mom I just watched what? like the Rock Your Picture Show or something or whatever. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, me and Max are like really big into it. I mean, so during, we always dedicate October to horror movies. So, um, you know, I think at the end of Christmas time, we were like, Max is like, man, I'm really like missing our horror movies. So let's do a couple of those. So we did the stuff and we, we did another horror movie right after that. Um, so we always have to put a sprinkle in some horror movies from time to time because we, me and Max love them so much. So. 
That's yeah. great. And even better because our theme tonight for this watch list is a horror movie theme that you picked. So can you uh, tell right. the listeners what we're going to be breaking down today or what, what we're going to be listing? So we're going to be listing um, our picks for the horror movies, um, or sorry, the um, haunted house movies of the 80s and 90s. With an honorable mention With an, uh, from the 2000s. Correct, yes. Very nice. Awesome. So, uh, we didn't talk about this offline, uh, but you obviously put yours in a list, right? Five to one. Right. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll start with five. Mm -hmm. And if, for say, for example, your number five is my number three, we will talk more in depth when we get to my, my, the number three, or whoever's the lower of the numbers. Okay. So... You know, without further ado, because talking to you offline, I feel like we're going to go on a lot of yeah. tangents. And <laughs> oh, have I'm, a, have yeah, a, totally. Yeah. Have a lot of fun with this. So we're just, let's just kick it off All and right, just get it. into it. So, but uh, ladies first, guests first. Okay. So start us off with your number five from the 80s and the 90s, and we'll save the honorable mention until the very end. Okay, very cool. Um, so – uh, my number five, it's the actually the only 90s entry on my list. Hmm. And it is sort of a stretch because it's not uh, a film that really takes place in a, in a house, per se, like all the time. Um, but I was like, what the heck? Uh, so I picked uh, 1996 The Frighteners. Ooh, that is a... Good one. It did yeah. not make my make my list. Okay. Um, I have only one from the '90s as well. I thought you were gonna do the exact same one for a second, oh, okay. the way you were building up to it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I love the Frighteners. So yeah. please, please tell us uh, about that and what what you dig on it. Well, okay. So I, you know, I'm from the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast. So love Michael J. Fox. And Clearly. so uh, you're like, well, what else is does Michael J. Fox? What else is he in uh, when you don't want to watch Doc Hollywood or whatever? Um, <laughs> you, you figure out he's in a movie directed by Peter Jackson uh, called The Frighteners, which is awesome. And it's basically he's able to see ghosts and he's kind of becomes like a con man. And he can like, you know, he becomes friends with ghosts. He can talk to ghosts. He can he sends them to haunt people's houses and then the people call him to kind of exercise the ghost, and he gets money from him. So he's kind of a con man. And it has a really cool cast. Michael J. Fox is the lead. Um, you've got uh, John Aston is one of the ghosts, and he's the dad of Sean Aston, uh, you know, from Lord of the Rings and the Goonies. And I knew uh, him from Night Court, and wasn't he— Oh, and he's, uh, um, he's Gomez. Gomez. In yeah. the old, yeah, and in, in the original Adams family, yeah. I never knew that he was John Aston's uh, or, or Sean Aston's dad. He is not his biological father. Uh, oh, okay. Sean Aston's mother is Patty Duke, I think. Oh, if I'm wow. not mistaken, and I did not know that either. Um, and it's not his biological father. I can't remember who is, and I don't think they really have ever said that but um sean uh considers john his like that's his dad basically okay, okay. so uh, yeah his dad still i didn't even know they were in like like in the same category you know i didn't even know they were at all right or related. linked yeah yeah exactly. at all yeah that's really that's really cool um, but yeah he's green i i think john aston's still alive i think I, I believe, yeah, I believe so and too. He, gosh, he's got to be so old by now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's young. <laughs> um, and then you've got uh, D. Wallace Stone 
is in it, and she's the mom from E.T. Yep. Oh, and I love her from The Howling. That's oh, what I duh, always know yeah, from. The Howling. Totally. Um, Jeffrey Combs is in it, who's great, you know, reanimator. Um, he plays like a, I forget, I think he's a member of the FBI. He's not part yeah. of like the local police enforcement, but he's like a, yeah, a, on his own. And he's plays a classic, you know, Jeffrey Combs style, creepy weirdo. I mean, I love, I love that character. And I loved his death in it when his head explodes oh, yeah. and like, and just his ghost head is like looking, it's, it's he's awesome. great. He's always fun. And yeah, he plays like a, like if Mulder, um, if Mo- Fox Mulder went completely insane, essentially. Totally. Yeah. He's totally creepy. He's got like the slick back hair and he wears gloves. I love that uh, character. And yeah. then uh, Jake Busey is in it. Yeah, uh, sure is. He, spoiler alert! I don't know. Is spoilers cool? Can I? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I think at this point it's, everyone it's should, should have seen it. Since yeah. the 90s. Uh, he's the bad guy. Um, yeah. But Jake Buse and Jake, man, Jake Busey's great too. Um, and he's the yeah, he's the bad guy. He's the one who's going around killing ghosts and he's killing uh, humans. And um, yeah, it's Peter Jackson before lord of the rings but after uh his other horror movies that he did uh yeah. which i'm like blanking on the, the names of those ones i think like um, bad taste bad and, taste uh, and feebles and stuff yeah and, those and dead alive dead alive yeah. yeah is what i'm thinking so it's kind of in between that and um yeah it's i just always like this movie i kind of i caught on to it a little later in life probably after lord of the rings to kind of again see what's going on with peter jackson and then it was you know oh, michael j fox is in it and uh yeah i've just always really liked that movie the i have a dvd of it and it has like all these like awesome extra features on like how they did effects like there's a you know how peter jackson will has dvds of his movies he's gonna have all the um information on him in it and so the frighteners is a good example of how much uh behind the scenes stuff that he has and it's really cool if you're really into that movie you can really like totally get what's going on with that so yeah yeah i i think i had the same dvd i don't know where it is now maybe it got lost in the shuffle when i was upgrading to blu-rays but that one that one's a great movie i saw it in the theater i know it gets like for some reason it yeah. gets hate. and i'm like really every time i watch it i am always entertained by it i it's one of those movies where i think i like it the same every single time i'm yeah. never bored with it michael j fox is great in it he because he also plays someone that's actually not as nice and, and saccharine as he sort of normally is mm-hmm. he's a bit of a jackass in it totally. which is really fun and he has a great haircut in it. he just he <laughs> looks great in it yeah um it's a fun movie just top to bottom it's fun i don't know why that one wasn't on my my radar and maybe you're right maybe because it's not a a, like a singular house you know but i would totally put it in the category of haunted house movies yeah it would yeah i was like you know what i'll just i'll pick that one even though it kind of stretches the haunted house uh you know stereotype i guess but um, yeah, I just always really liked that movie, and it. I think yeah, it it is long. You know, Peter Jackson does long movies. It is a long movie, so maybe that might put people off of it. Maybe. Um, yeah. And Ar- Ar- uh, Arlie Ermey's in it. <laughs> he plays yeah, he plays yeah, he's, a military ghost guy in it. <laughs> and uh, in the in on the DVD, they do some bloopers, and uh, there's this one blooper where um, Michael J. Fox calls sean uh, or uh, john astin's character doc on accident and as like a back to the future nerd you're like oh my gosh it's so cool that's so yeah i'm like he called him doc (laughs) it was great so um, that's awesome yeah 
Uh, great pick. Great pick. I, I kind of wish I put that pick as my number five because I'm I'm kind of more passionate about the Frighteners yeah. than I am uh, my number five. Uh, real quick, going into this uh, list, just so you know and the listeners, um, my least favorite horror genre is ghosts <laughs> because they scare the shit out of me, and I am – Definitely afraid of them. I'm just definitely afraid of them. So when I was a kid, I skewed more towards zombies, towards aliens, towards monsters. I like physical things. So going through like haunted house stuff, I'm like, well, crap. I, I, you know, you see the list of stuff and I'm like, I haven't seen a lot of these things. Um, But Frighteners, I did see. I, I really enjoyed Frighteners. But one movie, my number five movie, that I did like as a kid. And um, Zach and I are talking about, you know, eventually doing it on the show but I'm not as familiar with it, but it is the 1985 horror comedy, or comedy horror probably, because it definitely skews more towards comedy, uh, House with with William Cat and George Wint and Richard Mall from Night Court as well. That is it, on there. Okay, all right, yeah. sorry. All right, well, we will <laughs> talk about it when yeah. we get there. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'll just say really quick, I love that poster so much. The, oh, the cover yeah, art for House finger? is so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so it's lower on your list, so we'll talk about it when you get there. What is your number four? Uh, my number four is House. <laughs> oh, they're perfect. Yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, um, that was my number four. So I was going to say, so in the 80s, uh, I don't think Haunted House movies were that popular anymore, <laughs> basically. Um, you've got a couple good ones that I think that are on my list that I think are some of the best ones ever. Um, but like by the eighties, that was not probably the the genre people were going for. You know, you're looking for Freddy Krueger, Jason, like right. you know, all that stuff. So I feel like it is limited. There's some really good movies in that genre in that time, but it is small. So I figured that you'd probably might have that one on your list. We were going to have some some overlap, yeah. Because I was like, I was looking at those. I was like, oh, I love the first Amityville, but that's like 1978 or 79, yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, okay, well, um. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, and because yeah, they were kind of turning away from that at the time. And then when you get to the 90s, they're kind of trying to still do it. There isn't, they're not as good in the 90s. There's a lot of flops. But then, you know, then I think uh, in the past couple decades, it got better again. You got, or you got really popular again, like, you know, uh, Paranormal Activity, The Conjuring, Insidious. Uh, Those kind of things got really popular again. Haunted House kind of did. But uh, yeah, and it kind of did wane in the late 80s, maybe, and early 90s. I'm not sure. I, I think I think you're right about that. I do think that they were really popular in uh, the um, se- uh, the 70s. Like, totally, you had yeah. The movie, like, like I said, they had Amityville, but you also had like the Entity. Mm-hmm. There's just like I and I'm just I'm off the top of my head. I think the Entity was like 1979, may have been like 80 or yeah. 81. But you know, you always think yeah. of like 80, 81, still sort of being that sort of 70s yeah. uh, aesthetic, you know. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I noticed that the the pool wasn't as much to draw from because yeah, when you get to the 2000s, it drops you got, off. For Sure. Yeah, you got like Insidious and Conjuring and all those, and then all the gazillions of Conjuring ripoffs and everything. Yeah, and then in, in the in the 2000s, basically in the 90s, they're remaking haunted house movies that were from the 60s. Right, you know? like like the, the house on thirteen Hill ghosts and ha- yep. haunt, uh, the haunting, you know, things yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, well, the, the most logical thing would be House, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so take us into uh, into house. What what house. what uh, would what, you dig on that one? 
it has a lot of great so it is horror comedy it has a lot of great creatures in it um it almost doesn't feel like ghosts it feels like there's all these like demon looking like things and witches yeah. and i mean it has really great effect it is funny i love so george uh was it george went is in it mm-hmm. from cheers yeah. yep. um and he's really funny he plays the neighbor and um it's William Cat, you know, uh, was it Greatest American Hero? <laughs> <laughs> yep, Greatest American Hero. And, and it's funny, um, I just watched uh, with my wife the making of Star Wars, the one that's on Disney Plus, like uh-huh. Building an Empire. And William Cat actually tried out for Luke Skywalker, and they show his, his screen test for that with uh, Kurt Russell for oh, Han okay. Solo. That's yeah, so was, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And you kind of forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess William Cat was kind of like a big deal. I. I personally only really know him from Greatest American Hero, too, which is a great yeah. show, mm-hmm. and and this that that in house are really the only two things I personally really know him from. I, think oh, I guess he's in Carrie ones. too. He oh was in yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah, his big, greatest uh, fame probably came from House and um, you know Greatest American Hero for sure. Um, but I, I don't even know really I, how I came across this movie. <laughs> I but I I own it and I've seen it a bunch of times. Um, but I always really liked, yeah, I just liked the creatures from it, and um, it was interesting. Like the there's a port, there's a uh, part in the movie where he kind of goes through like a medicine cabinet, and he's like in another dimension. And yeah. I, I I don't I just thought that was really cool, like for a haunted house movie, like for it to be more of like a portal to an, an other world instead of just yeah. the house being haunted. And it's you know they play a lot of stuff for laughs and comedy in it and stuff. So. Well, especially like his uh, his friend you know slash the antagonist Big Ben, oh, yes. uh, played by Richard Mall. Yeah, and he's he you know they do some fun comedy with that, but at the same time he's still kind of menacing. And when he's in full zombie mode, I think he looks fantastic. He looks so cool. Cool. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, totally. it's a, it's a really great. It's got a lot of heart to it, and I, but I haven't seen it in a long time, and I was kind of hesitant to even put it on the list because I haven't seen yeah, it in it's, such a it's, long time. It's, I'm a little rusty on it. I I think I probably watched maybe about a year ago, two years ago. It's been a while. I I went um, to a store and I was just picking up a bunch of movies that I wanted to watch, and that was one of them. Um, I've yet to watch house Two, the second story oh yeah um which i don't think did as well but people say they kind of almost enjoyed a little bit more because it's more funny yeah and then they made a A third house three that has a different name yes and then there's and it so it's 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 a whole different movie zach just told me about this like i think on our prison is that the one lance henriksen is in yes yes and then and then house four comes out and everyone's like well what happened to house three (laughs) yeah and but house three doesn't isn't called house at all it's a completely different name right it they they it's like it's got a different name and then like i think sometimes they'll subtitle it like house three like underneath or whatever and then they have a fourth one uh that one's called the repossession house for the repossession <laughs> I, never made it that I don't far. know yeah. I don't know um but he William Cad I think is back in that one for a little bit I don't think he survives though for very long but um I I vaguely remember that plot I think there's like a a girl that's in a wheelchair and she like and I thought that was weird because like how is she going to get around this old house it's like not accessible for her to like be in at all <laughs> um, so I was like that that can't work but anyway but the house is great though yeah if you yeah, haven't seen it you got to check a, it out 
It's a great movie. It's it's a lot of fun. It, it's definitely airs more so, so on the side of like fun than it does, you know, scares and everything. And that poster is just classic. Oh, yeah, I, I, love I think it. I love that poster. As a kid, it freaked the crap out of me. But you know, I think <laughs> now I look at him like, oh god, that's that's fantastic. Good job, guys, yeah. <laughs> for that one. <laughs> um, all right, so that was your number four, correct? Right. So mm-hmm. I'll do my number four, and it's the only movie that we have actually already done on the the show on podcasting after dark and it is 1987 starring Vigo Mortensen Rennie Harlan directed prison we just yeah, released see, this yeah. um uh, last week it was it's our newest episode and like I'm always hesitant to put like things I just discovered on on a list because I feel like you need to watch it a few times to really let it sink in. But I also feel like having talked about that movie for three hours straight with Zach, <laughs> that it's kind of near and dear to my heart. And this is one of those movies when we were talking offline where I had never seen it before doing the podcast. But if you listen to the podcast, my love for that film was just through the roof. I thought it was just fantastic. That's cool, and now, yeah. Granted, it takes place in a prison, but it technically is like a haunted house movie just in a prison versus in a house. I I have no uh, – I don't know anything about this movie. Um, only from that the fact that you guys have the episode and I, I keep seeing the poster for it and that yeah. Ego Mortensen is in it. But I, I, I don't know anything about it. I highly recommend it. I think you will enjoy it because what makes the movie stand out is the actors. Uh, they, they use so many – great actors um and they do so many cool things with him like uh tiny listers in it you know the devo from um from friday and uh and and he was the president from um uh fifth element oh yes Uh, okay okay. yeah yes that guy and so so like in prison you you think he's gonna be like one of the bad cellmates but he actually turns out to be good so they they take these like stereotypes and they kind of spin them and what really sets the movie apart is how well they handle like all the tertiary characters and and then the, the the kills are spectacular in it. The the violence is really good, and and it's freaking Vico Mortensen's like <laughs> second awesome. movie. Yeah, I need to so, check like, this out. Yeah, he's fantastic in it. He is. You just you watch instantly, and you're like, oh god, he's going to be a star, and you can just tell. That's cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to check it out. That sounds awesome. I highly recommend it, and uh, I, I probably don't need to go into it too much because you got a full we do episode. have a three hour yeah, yeah. D- dedicated to it. So uh, yeah, what's uh, what's your number three then? Okay, so my number three, and I I do really like this movie a lot. Uh, my number three is uh, 1980, The Changeling. Ooh, I know that movie. I've yeah. seen the. Co- I can picture the cover. I don't think I've ever seen it. I just watched it. I think in the summer of last year I'd I've always heard about it I knew about it I I think I had listened to the music from it because um in the movie uh George C. Scott isn't he's the lead and he is a composer so um someone sent me the music from the movie because they thought I might like it's beautiful piano music and that's kind of how I what I knew about it before going in and I always wanted to watch it so a friend let me borrow it and um, I really, really like it. Um, so the last two movies were more comedy uh, picks, horror comedy. This is more um, s- psychological horror movie, uh, but but still, ha- ha- it is very traditional haunted house. Um, George C. Scott, yeah, he is in it. Uh, he's the lead. And um, what happens is his family, uh, his wife and uh, son are uh, killed in an accident. 
and uh, he moves into this old home in uh, Seattle, Victorian house. And the weird things start happening just like any haunted house movie, you know, move in, things happen. And um, there's a, I don't really want it because you haven't seen it, honestly, and I don't really want to tell you because I think you should watch it. It is a slow burn like a haunted house movie is. It's a slow burn. Yeah. Things start off, little things happen, and then it, uh, you know, kind of builds up. Um, now, didn't Angelina Jolie make a movie called Changeling? Like, is that what? And that has nothing to do with this, that, right? Okay, so that is different. And I'm so dumb. <laughs> Watching this movie, I didn't really take into account the the fact that it was called the Changeling. Um, there's a reason why it's called that in the movie. Um, I, do you know you know what a Changeling? Is. Well, I was going to ask, does it have anything to do with fairy folklore and, and changelings there? No, it it doesn't do any fairy folklore. It, it's about switching of, like, people, kind of. Uh, okay, um, well, yeah, yeah. As, yeah. Uh, as, as a baby or, or, like, adults type of as thing? A, as a baby, yeah. Okay, yeah, that is, um, that's that's fairy right. folklore. Uh, yeah, so, okay, yeah, they basically guess, they, yeah. they replace the, the baby with the changeling, and then the changeling is basically a an elf right. or, or fairy that that's, they didn't want. So, and, yeah. basically, they use the, the term changeling in this movie as, like, a metaphor, not really, like, a fantasy element, other than the okay. fact that it's, okay. like, a haunted house movie there is that but the changeling part is more like something that could happen in real life okay um, okay but the, the the changeling the angelina i've never seen that angelina jolie movie Me neither. so i don't really know i'm guessing it is probably playing on the, the same type of uh changeling aspect in this movie where it is something that could happen maybe in real life i'm not entirely sure but uh it has a cool kind of miss it is a mystery you're you're basically george c scott is in the house and he's trying to figure out Okay, he, he gets a medium that comes out and, uh, you know, finds the name of what the ghost's name is and how they died. And um, there's like a local politician and how that's involved. And um, it's really cool. The music is really great. The house itself, the set is really cool. George nice. C. Scott is great. You know, it's Patton. Well, he's always great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's, he's always he's freaking Patton, you know. So, um, but yeah, it just, I, I didn't know what happened at the end of the movie. It was like, it's weird to watch an older movie and not know the ending. Um, so I just, I love that movie. I, I'm going to, I need to watch it again. I really liked it. But I do highly recommend it. It is a slow burn, like I said, but stick with it. It has a cool uh, twist. And um, the woman in it is actually George C. Scott's, uh, was his wife at the time. Okay. Um, her name's Trish Van Dyer, Derv. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but it is really cool movie and, and like, uh, I love DVD extras, uh, in, I had the DVD of it and they show you like filming locations of it. And I, I always think that's such a cool extra thing. So, but yeah, I highly recommend that movie. I love it. Oh, very cool. No, that's really cool. And, and, you know, half, half the reason of doing this, this podcast is to discover, or rediscover movies that from your childhood that are awesome like that. Yeah. And yeah, The Changeling wasn't in my wheelhouse, but uh, at the same time, I know that movie. I, I've seen the cover. I know what it looks like, and I've seen shots of it. You know, it's it's all it's on lists and stuff. Right, but I yeah. do need to I do need to go back and re. Yeah, and actually it just watch has a lot of cool elements it. for sure. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm just I'm always just damn ghost movies. The yeah. uh, 
What well, what was it? Is it the conjuring where uh the girls are in the bedroom? She's like, It's it's there, it's in the the on top yes. of the Yes. Yeah, that, My that friend hates me. that scene. She that talks about that. Me. Yeah. Yep, that destroyed me. Just just emotionally <laughs> eviscerated me right That's there. That's so funny. I uh, I uh, love ghost movies. Yeah. I, I don't know, I've always liked those. I'm just like I'm just like be corporeal so I can fight you. Just don't like you know like I hate the fact that yeah. my back is against a wall and then I can turn around and you're right there. I'm like that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair at all. You know. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, all right. Well, my number three is the movie that I was saying was the only one from the '90s that I put on this list, and because you were saying it's not technically in a house Mm -hmm. i was like oh i was like well then i guess we're gonna maybe be talking about the same one but we didn't and mine was 1997's event horizon okay that is sam neill uh yes sam neill lawrence fishburne and it's basically a a spaceship yes but it's it's the whole movie is very much shot like a a haunted house film because the the idea is that this spaceship uh, is is supposed to be able to travel faster than light go from point a to point b and by doing that what it does is it creates a black hole that allows it to to go from one place to another without actually moving but by doing so it basically goes to hell and i like the idea that you know through technology you can do something that's like spiritual like mm-hmm. this like go to this like weird spiritual plane but of course it's it's horrific and the ship comes back with its crew dead and you know it, and now it's kind of like the ship is sort of alive but it fills the trope that I love which is the aliens trope which is we lost communication with X and now we have to go send specialized team Y to to go investigate X you know yeah. and and then shit happens like that is my favorite sort of setup to a movie and you know it's it's a it's a scary movie it's a lot of fun and it's got some good deaths in it it's it's a really really fun movie have you seen it or I have not seen it I love Sam Neill I'm a big fan of uh, big fan of Sam Neill because Jurassic Park and yeah geez everything I, I love that guy um but no i've never seen i know uh there's another actor in it that i can't remember oh the other british guy of, in it i yeah, can't remember he, he, um, um shoot is it i it's um one of them he is was the, on gotham that yes actor. the new the new um yeah. alfred on gotham he's in it yes um he's also he was also in that awesome werewolf movie uh dog soldiers oh yeah and, yeah that was I love uh-huh. that movie, and then this other British guy is also in Event Horizon that you've seen before. Uh-huh. Like essentially everyone is in, is in it. You're like, oh, I know that dude. But I've seen clips and, of it, and I think I've watched like somebody maybe did like a review on it. I think I've yeah. kind of seen some of it, um, but I need to watch that completely because I feel like I would really like that. I, I think that I think it might be in your wheelhouse. Um, my my wife and I just rewatched it this last past Halloween, mm-hmm. and I gotta say it holds up great. So, and it's a same director of Resident Evil, which you know, I mean, I like the Resident Evil movies, but you know, they're not the best. Yeah. So you know, he he brings that level. I I'd say Event Horizon is one of his better movies that he's done, infinitely better than Aliens versus Predator, mm-hmm. and uh, it's I think it's up there with like at least. Resident Evil 1 you know as far as like level of quality goes so I I highly recommend it and I think you can find it easily on on Hulu or Amazon Prime yeah yeah so yeah but it's a good one it's a really really fun one um so are we on your number two already um yes okay okay yeah my number two 
Okay, um, so my number two pick <laughs> is uh, another horror comedy film uh, from 1988. Mm. It's Beetlejuice. <laughs> ah, yes, good old Beetlejuice. Um, I, yeah. I I saw that on the list of haunted house movies, and I was like, yeah, I guess that does apply. It does. But yeah. I, I never, I never think of it as a haunted house movie because in my head haunted house films should be scary and you know mm-hmm. it isn't but that's not that nothing wrong with that and i think it's a hundred percent yes a haunted house film i mean clearly totally, it is yeah. but uh <laughs> clearly but uh for some reason it's never in my mental rolodex as a haunted house film yeah i was thinking that too and um because i was like okay what am i gonna put on this list and i was like well beetlejuice technically is a haunted house film uh so i decided and it's one of my top five favorite movies. Um, I know that it gets a lot more. It's it's being it's way more popular than it ever has been. I think now. Yeah. Um, but I always I don't I hate to be like a hipster, but like I always liked Beetlejuice. <laughs> but now I mean like Hot Topic. There's Beetlejuice stuff all the time. There's a play version of it or a, a musical. Um, it's it's everywhere, you know. Yeah. But I grew up being obsessed with this movie. Um, I even, as a kid, I drew a door behind my door in my room and knocked on it to see if it would open. Um, mm. but it didn't. Uh, but yeah, I just, <laughs> I, and of course I liked Tim Burton growing up, uh, Batman. I mean, I, I think I've seen everything he's done. Um, but yeah. this always was the best to me. Um, if you haven't seen Beetlejuice, like, come on, like, you, yeah. I'm not going to tell you no. what Beetlejuice is about. Um, but... Beetlejuice is, I mean, it's it's Michael Keaton just having yeah. a great time, you know. It's it's and he's barely it's in such the movie. a fun movie. I know he's barely in it. He's, yeah. he's he's not really. It's not even about him. And as a kid, that was kind of weird for me when I was like, "Oh, it's the name of the movie," and he's not really in it all that much. But I'm with you. I I've always loved this film. I've anytime I watch it, I always enjoy it. And I love old Tim Burton. I'm a huge OG Batman fan. Mm-hmm. You know Tim Burton's oh, Batman. Yeah. I saw that in the theater with my dad. Like I was, I lived that summer where everyone was wearing Batman shirts. Like I was, I was right in that. And I, I love Batman Returns. Uh, as I've gotten older, Batman Returns has become more and more my favorite. That's, because that's I, my favorite Batman movie. Yeah, I love for some reason I love the visual aesthetic of mm-hmm. Batman in the snow. I love Gotham in the snow, and I love Batman in the snow. And I just love Tim Burton's Gotham. I oh, love the totally. way he makes it look that you know the way he does. But uh, uh, we're talking about Beetlejuice here. Uh, <laughs> I, I I do enjoy. I really really do enjoy Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, the look of it is great. Like yeah, the sets are awesome. The house is really cool. Um, there's uh. I, I love, again, filming locations, love that. I'm going to bring that up right. constantly. But I wa- there was a guy on YouTube who did filming locations for uh, Beetlejuice, which isn't, it's not going to be the house, because I think that was like a set, obviously. But they, they had like the, they, they built a bridge over a, like a, or they built like the, the housing thing that goes over the bridge. Yeah, and they yeah. showed you where that actual bridge was. And it was interesting to know that when they like fall into the, the, uh, Gina Davis and um, Alec Baldwin—they fall into the water. They had they had to dam up the water to get it that high. Normally it isn't, and so it was uh. like these little things, you know, that I didn't know about, which is really cool. And yeah, I just I was always 
Yeah, totally obsessed with Beetlejuice. I have like a Beetlejuice action figure and Do you remember the cartoon from the 80s? I loved that. I watched that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh, Saturday mornings. I, I I watched that. I loved that. Uh, I think it was on around uh, the same years and times as like real Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed that that cartoon. I think it was um I think it was only on for a couple seasons. Yeah, now. not very long, but that was good. And I like that they changed the element of making Beetlejuice and Lydia like friends. Like yeah, that kind of yeah. helped it, and that was good. Um, but yeah, I, I, honestly, I would say like my version of Beetlejuice is probably the cartoon version. Sure. Yeah. In, in my head, you know, like instead of being the villain, you yeah. want him to be more of like more fun and stuff instead of being the villain. But yeah, the rest of the cat, I mean, um, Catherine O'Hara is the mom. Oh my God. She, and <laughs> oh my she's, God, she's great. <laughs> amazing. I've always loved Catherine O'Hara. Um, Glenn, uh, Glenn Shattuck is a character named Otho. Oh, um, I love, I dude, I, Otho. I, I, I said, I, I call people Otho sometimes. Like I just, I love Otho. I love. He's got, and he's got all the great like one. He's got great one liners and that, and um. But yeah, I just, I what can I say about this? Like top five favorite movies. Um, and yeah. I'm like, I'm putting it on the list. I don't care. And I there was it. some movement, I think, like last year about Michael Keaton coming back for a sequel yeah, doing a or sequel. something. Yeah, yeah, because it was right around him uh, playing the Vulture in Homecoming. Uh-huh. I think kind okay. of in Birdman. So like he was kind of getting back into right. the, the limelight again. And uh, but I feel like that kind of fizzled out, huh? It didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, I don't think. and you know, in like years, I want to say maybe in the nineties. They were like, oh, yeah, we're thinking about maybe doing a Beetlejuice movie and it takes place in Hawaii. Now, I don't know if that was like they were just trying to spread like a funny rumor or if they were really going to do that. But I thought that would have been kind of weird. <laughs> like <laughs> Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii. I don't know if that was true or not, but that, that was going that was around for a little bit. But I don't know. I guess um, I mean, I would be open to a Beetlejuice, uh, you know, sequel, I guess, if, yeah. if some of the people came back. Yeah, if it's if it's any good, yeah. you know, I'd, I'm open to anything if it's any good. Sure, but I, I don't think you know it doesn't need to be remade. That's for damn sure. You cannot no, yeah. like remake make that. That's just way too near and dear to people's hearts. And he's, I mean, Michael Keaton is just too much Beetlejuice. Like, who who would you recast? Right? Who would you give that much cocaine to to, to turn into <laughs> Michael Keaton? I know. For and then that's one of the reasons why people were so like, I think, kind of slightly against him being batman because he did yeah. what beetlejuice and the, what uh what was and it was like mr mom, mr. mom and stuff. Yeah. yeah and everyone's like mr mom's gonna be batman and you're like no no he's gonna be the best batman <laughs> yeah <laughs> again another movie where he's really especially the second one he's really not in it all that much it's yeah mostly just like you know the penguin and catwoman yes um, <laughs> so maybe that's the right mixture just have him in it just a little bit but um <laughs> Yeah, I just, yeah, anything, I love Michael Keaton. And then Winona Ryder, I, I don't know if we mentioned, yeah, but she's in it. She's the, the daughter, and gosh, she's like the uh, epitome of, like, a goth girl, <laughs> yeah. you know, everyone. So uh, Yeah, she's the, the exact, like, she's what goth girls want to be, totally, I guess, right? Totally, yeah. She's like, <laughs> you know, and this is this was right around Heather's. I don't yeah. know off the top of my head which one came first, um, I but, I mean, she was, was first, just on yeah. fire during that era right there. Totally, yeah. Another and, mo- another movie that Glenn Shattuck is in. He's also in Heather's. Yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And uh, and we we did not mention um, what's his name Jeffrey Rush. 
Oh, uh, no, no, uh, not Jeffrey Rush. Yes, Shoot. what is his name? His name yeah. is Jeffrey... Uh, Tambor, nope. Jones, <laughs> Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones, Rooney yeah. from from Ferris Bueller's That's Day right. Off. That's right, yeah. Yeah, which he kind of has hit he's, some rough yeah, times. Yeah, he's gotten so. into some trouble. Yeah, yeah, so we will move on. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> on to my number two pick. And that was a great one, by the way. Beetlejuice Thanks. was fantastic. Um, my number two is, I'm going to, I guess, say this one will be horror comedy as opposed to comedy horror. 1987, Splatterfest, Bruce Campbell. It's, a not, it's not a haunted house movie. Right. It's a haunted cabin movie. It's Evil Dead 2. There you go. I mean, what do I have to say about Evil oh Dead? Oh my 2? gosh! It's, it's we all love it. I think. I mean, who doesn't love it, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's Bruce Campbell. He's having a lot of fun. Him and, and it's it's interesting that it's kind of almost a remake retelling of Evil Dead One, but still also a sequel at the same time. Which I always thought that was like a weird dreamlike quality that it kind of has an extra layer that it has to it. But you know, the the whole premise is that him and his friends go to a cabin. They find the Necronomicon. They read from the Necronomicon. Like a bunch of morons, unleash the the deadites and the undead, and uh, all hell in, ensues. Bruce Campbell, as Ash, has to cut off his own hand, and then at the end of the movie, he goes back in time to medieval times. So <laughs> <laughs> after killing all of his friends, it's 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 everything. If you wrote it out on paper, you'd be like, "That's not going to work." All of that is stupid, but for some reason, every bit of it works. Oh my! Bruce Campbell is a god. I love Bruce Campbell so much. Um, that, that, that's a great movie. The Evil Dead franchise is fantastic. Um, I don't know. Did you watch the show? Did you watch the Star Trek? Yeah, I did. And, um, I really like that. And there's a place, I don't know. So you said you, um, lived out in, uh, LA for a while, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a place, I don't know if you've ever been to it when you were there. It's called the, uh, Mystic Museum. It's in Burbank on, uh, Mm -hmm. Magnolia. Yep, I used to live um, within walking distance of that. Yeah, and there's like a Portos down the street. Yep. Loved it. Yep, yep. Um, they did a uh, Evil Dead um, exhibit, I think it was last October. Okay. Um, and I went to it and it had a lot of cool um, props from all the movies, including the show. And that was really fun. Um, and I, yeah, they I, I was able to take like a picture in the classic um, Evil Dead pose with the hand stretched out. Yeah. They had like a full like setup to be in the poster. They okay. had the uh, Necro... I can't say it. I always mess it up. Necronomicon. <laughs> yeah, they had that. <laughs> um, and like a lot of like floor buttons that you could press and like um, like the quotes from the movie would come on and uh, oh, cool. smoke effects. And it had a... A floor push where you the um the chained uh, door on yeah, the floor yeah. would move up and down. It was so cool, and um yeah they actually yeah they had like actual like prosthetic pieces from the movies in there. Oh, it was cool. so cool, but yeah I I've always really we we did an epi- we did a we haven't done Evil Dead two but we have an episode on uh, the Evil Dead. Uh, the, the, the series like as a whole the uh, the first movie just the first oh, okay, movie yeah okay. evil dead gotcha so yeah, yeah i love that series i love it even like the tv show made me love the earlier movies like even more and uh my, my wife and i talk about we want to this coming october we've already like planned on it we are gonna just do all the evil deads including the show like do the entire awesome. thing do evil dead army of darkness and then just do the show and then just see how it kind of all flows together and whatnot and actually 
I actually really like the 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 remake too with um with the the young lady from um, oh, yeah. um Suburgatory or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's she what was I in. know her the most from. Yeah, too. I know. I I used to watch. <laughs> she has that a new show, show like where I guess like she can hear people's music in their their oh yeah, yeah their or whatever. Playlists. Yeah, I, I saw a commercial from that and I was like, that's not going to make it past season one. That's, and I'm like, I'm not even going to invest in that. Yeah. But I like her. I think yeah. she's a great actress, and I honestly think yeah. the Evil Dead remake was fantastic. She's I, uh, she's in um. The there was the uh, show breathe. on, yeah, she's in Don't Breathe, but she was also in that Hulu show about the Stephen King. Um, oh, uh, I did not watch is, that. I watched uh, uh, Castle little, Rock. Castle Rock, yeah, she plays the like niece of Jack Torrance. Oh, so okay, she's in that cool. as well, yeah. Oh, very cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I yeah, she's she's great. She's really awesome. I always wanted her to kind of because uh, it looked like she was dipping into movies, and I guess it didn't quite get traction yeah. for her. And she's going back to TV, but mm-hmm. I always kind of wanted her to to keep going into movies because I think she's got a good quality about her. But um, but Evil Dead was just great. It's 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 so much fun, and you know I I love how that movie can shift from gory splatterness to humor and just on a dime without losing anything and that's because bruce gamble's so fantastic and then just the fact that they had the balls to just make the second movie like a a sinbad <laughs> style like ray harryhausen like like just sword and sorcery film like not even like a horror film it's like man that's crazy do you have a favorite out of the like of the movies I, I probably lean towards Army of Darkness yeah, a little I bit think more I just because yeah. I have it's it's just so much fun. <laughs> totally. And yeah. and I also like I remember I had the um I think it was either I think it was Dark Horse Comics. I had like the 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 four issue like comic book retelling of it. So I like I read that a lot. So I just feel like I have more connection to it, but I really like the TV show. And to be complete you've seen all the way through right to the end of the show. I haven't seen the last season. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. But because I kind of know some of things that happen. Yeah. Well, at the, uh, literally the thing that I wanted to talk to you about was the the, the very <laughs> literally last thing. Yeah. Uh, the the but yeah, I like that the direction it proposes uh, when you watch season three. Mm-hmm. You'll know what I mean at the very end. I like the direction that it, it speculates it could go in, and I want to see that happen, even if it's in comic book form. Something, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, e- Evil Dead 2, though, I, because I wouldn't put Army of Darkness as a haunted house right, movie. So, yeah, yeah so I, I, I had to put Evil Dead on there. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess this is drum roll for your yeah. number one haunted house movies from right. the 80s and 90s. Yes. Okay. So, I uh, love this movie. This movie is from 1982, and it is Poltergeist. And, ding, 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 that is my number one <laughs> Perfect. pick. So, yeah. we are going to have fun talking about that. Uh, go for it. Oh, Let us okay. talk to us about um, it. <laughs> so, we, so, also, this is another episode that uh, we've done on 88 Miles Per Hour podcast. It was probably my pick, because <laughs> I do, I love Poltergeist. Um. The best, seriously, the best haunted house in the movie in the eighties. Honestly, top up there with any of them, really. Yeah. Um, it's I love this movie. It's uh. To- you say Toby Hooper, right? I always say. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. It's, I know. I, and the thing is, like, I've had a, I have the a friend e named that off. goes by. Yeah, I have a friend <laughs> that spells spells his name the same way, but he goes by Tobe. Yeah. So I'm like, I've always been. Yeah, but it's Toby uh, Hooper yeah. is. Yeah, and he also directed Life Force and whatnot. And I th- Texas Chainsaw. Texas Massacre. Chainsaw. Yeah, is what I think mm-hmm. too. Uh, you've got uh, Craig T. Nelson, 
in it uh and the late uh heather o'rourke you know who uh passed away as a child and yes. a lot of weird thing every time you talk about this movie you always talk about all the weird circumstances around the film like the passing of the girl in the movie and uh i think the her sister that's in the movie was murdered uh, yeah, yeah. Well, because because uh, Heather O'Rourke died in number three, but like the the legacy of of Poltergeist as a whole has a, all these like weird things to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and then there was something else, I think. But yeah, there's all these weird kind of things uh, that kind of kind of fell from this movie a little bit. But um, this was what uh, written by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to, I think, make the movie because of some kind of contract reason. I can't remember, ex- uh, why, remember I why. I think it was because he was working on another movie at the same time. Maybe and E.T.? yeah, I think the the Directors Guild wouldn't allow him to yeah. basically direct it. And so, yeah, Toby, Toby Hooper. And then there's that whole controversy of, of did Spielberg really direct yeah. it, you know, versus... Mm-hmm. Toby did Toby Hooper just put his name on it and I feel like last year some news came out where it actually came out to say that Spielberg uh did direct it but then I think now they're backpedaling on that so I don't think anyone really knows and and unfortunately Toby Hooper's passed away so we you can't talk to him now about it it feels very I mean it's it's very Spielberg you'd you'd think he did it it's it's got total Spielberg all over it so um but yeah it's just I I um in the in my episode that we talked about, um, I love the kitchen. For some reason, I love that 80s kitchen in the movie. But um, but basically, if you haven't seen the movie, yeah, it's a family. Like, you know, all these movies, Haunted House, they move in. Weird things start to happen. But in this one, um, the they have a son and a daughter. And the daughter is um, kind of taken into, like, the ghost world by the ghosts. And um, they can hear her through like static of the tv they can hear her coming through the walls of the house and it's them trying to get her back and um finding out that the house was buried on a on a burial ground indian burial ground ground. and of course that becomes like a crazy trope moving forward like everyone does that and you know there's the famous line in in this one where craig d nelson's like you move the gravestones but you didn't move the grave something like that it's um, it's great (laughs) uh not last year but the year 2018 they did um i'm a huge um i love haunted houses uh, like uh, Universal Studios, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, Knott's Berry Farm. I used to where I worked in a haunted house for two years at Knott's uh, Knott's Berry Farm. I was a monster. Oh, a um, friend of mine. A friend of mine did uh, as well. So maybe you, you know him. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about maybe that crossed, offline. But yeah, yeah, maybe cross. Yeah, maybe cross paths. But, um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm, I love that. Obsessed with that. So, um, but they did a Poltergeist house in 2018. They didn't do the re because they like any great horror movie. They remade it. Uh, a couple years ago and but they did an original uh the 1982 one as a house and they got it because it's universal they got it so right and at the very end like you're saying um the end scene of the the house is a bunch of um caskets all propped up with uh you know the skeletons in it and it's just craig t nelson saying that line over and over again (laughs) while you're in that scene and like as you're coming out of the exit you can just hear it that over and over again oh my god so i always remember that line but um yeah i just it's so good and i wanted 
I wanted to like that sequel or that uh, remake because I, I love Sam Rockwell. That's he, right. Who's in my that? book, yeah. he can do no wrong. But that movie just lacked any kind of heart and soul that the first movie had. And I, the first movie just was lightning in a bottle. And uh, yeah, I just I grew up watching that one. I think that one's uh, for someone who doesn't like haunted house movies so much. It's definitely easier to get into it's that one, although gateway. it has it is a very good gateway and it has some good scares. Like uh, when I was a kid, when the guy would rip his face off. That that mm-hmm. scared the shit out of me, and you know I was freaked out by that. But at the same time, I still had, there was still something about it that kind of kept bringing me back to it. And it's probably you know the Spielberg you know yeah. sprinkling of fairy dust, whatever the hell he does, that just makes his movies just so accessible to everybody. But yeah, you know, there's so many weird things that I kind of pull out uh, from that in, in my everyday life because when I'm when I was a kid. You know, I think of Craig T. Nelson, and he always looks like 30-something to me, right? And, and you know, or he always looks older than me, totally. even though I am now, like, 42 <laughs> in my head. Like, so even I'll, I will have, like, these weird, like, reality checks that are – that just happen randomly, and they are poltergeist-related. And I'll be, like, thinking to myself, probably as I'm smoking a joint with my wife in the bedroom before we go to bed, I'm like – Remember that scene in Poltergeist where, you know, he smokes the joint and everything? And I was like, I'm probably fucking older than Craig T. Nelson was in that movie, like, right now. And I'm like, I'm like, but at the same time, I also get it, too. I'm like, yeah, I get smoking your joint. You know, we don't have any kids, but, you know, yeah. I understand the whole the whole idea behind of it. But I'm like, it's one of those reality checks where I, I kind of, it hits me. I'm like, damn, I am now older than Craig T. Nelson was then. But yet in my head, he looks older than me now. You know what I mean? It's we- That's weird. Yeah. I it's stupid. Know. I mean, it's a it's a dumb Corey thing that doesn't. <laughs> it's probably only only related uh, uh, to me. Um, but uh, and of course we got you know uh, Zelda Rubenstein oh with gosh, uh, yeah. this house is clean. So my um, my wife's sister married um, my brother in law. Okay, mm-hmm. so so my brother in law, his grandfather was Murray Rubin, who was the uh, the old gentleman in the Sedgwick in Ghostbusters who says, what are you supposed to be, some kind of cosmonaut, uh, before they get on the elevator to go up to bus the, their first bus, oh, you essentially. Have, okay, so you have a connection to go. I also have a connection to Ghostbusters, too. So, so that gentleman, Murray yeah. Rubin, is Zelda Rubenstein's brother. So oh. technically, I'm also now through marriage related to Zelda Rubenstein as well. So that was that's my brother-in-law's uh, oh, how aunt, weird. Then, that's or, so cool, or great great aunt, essentially great aunt. So that's yeah, awesome. so yeah, my my Ghostbusters uh, connection is that, and so uh, unfortunately, Murray passed away a few years ago, and so my my wife. Um, my wife, you know, because her sister's married into that family, but they they had been dating for like twenty years. So my wife is uh, grew up with with her brother in law essentially. So she also grew up with this uh, with Murray being her grandfather essentially. And so when I proposed to her, I took her to um, the Biltmore in downtown Los Angeles, which was the Sedgwick, mm-hmm. and we found the the elevator scene where Murray was, where you know Dan Aykroyd was, and uh, I kind of set, stood her where um, where Murray was, and I was like, oh look at this, like spin around, you can see like that's where that was, and as she spun back, and I was kind of standing where Ray would have been in the scene when she spun back around, I was on my oh, knee. Oh, uh, I love proposing. that. That's so yeah. cool. And it was kind of like a way because, like, he he couldn't since he's passed away. He can't be in the wedding or anything. It was kind of like a way to kind of always yeah. keep Murray. And then 
but the the weird thing about all of that is, uh, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. It's, yeah, me it's too. up there with Star Wars and Aliens mm-hmm. as like the franchises that I love. But even when I was a kid, I saw it in the theater. And even when I was a kid, like 30 years before I even met my wife, my favorite scene in all of Ghostbusters is the one with Murray. And I think it was just because he talks so funny. Like when I was a kid, I yeah. was like, oh, that guy's funny. And I was really close with my grandfather too. So I think I kind of just projected. But – like, imagine my surprise where just this weird little thing that I don't really tell anyone about that, like, my favorite scene in Ghostbusters is that. What, are you supposed to be some kind of cosmonaut? And then my that's my wife's, you know, uh, grandfather. I'm How like, what the weird. hell? That's yeah. so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Tell me your connection okay. to Ghostbusters, even though we're not doing a Ghostbusters <laughs> Hey, it's Ghosts, so we're, in the, we're yeah. there. Um, yeah. My dad uh, grew up in um, L.A. in the 70s. And, um, so, you know, there's celebrities and stuff up there and everything. Um, and so his good friend, so this is side tangent, even to the story. My dad was, uh, good friends of, um, Steve Gutenberg. Uh, Good? yeah. Nice. So, and which I believe him, I, for a while I was like, not really. Is he really, was he really your friend? And, but my mom told me, she's like, no, he really, he really was. We met him. We went to his house. There was a party, all this stuff. So my dad used to hang out with him. But um, my my dad was also good friends with a man named um, Steve Tash. And Steve Mm. Tash was in Ghostbusters. He's in the scene where um, Bill Murray is testing the two people oh, with the That's why I know the name. Yeah, with, with, uh, the cards. with uh, Kelly Runyon is, is in the scene, yeah. too. And I saw him at the Ghostbusters fan fest last year. He was year. there? Oh, my god! He gosh. was there. So my dad still uh, talks to his uh, sister, I, I think, like, on Facebook or whatever. Um, okay. I don't know if he's talked to Steve in, in, a, in a while. Um, and I, I think my dad's family, rem, you know, remembers him and all that stuff. But he was he was closer to this guy than he was uh, Gutenberg. Um, okay. But, okay. yeah, so everyone, whenever we watch the movie, they're like, oh, there's your friend. Yeah, he's also in a movie <laughs> I, uh, called, like, I think called um, Beach Balls, I think. Okay. Um, oh, some zany, zany 80s comedy to- movie. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Some Meatballs-esque yeah. film, yeah. Um, but, yeah, oh, I didn't know he was at that um, – the that uh ghostbusters thing yeah yeah him uh, him yep that down at um yeah down at uh, sony studios and oh, so, yeah, um yeah. yeah it was oh that was so much fun i saw uh, um video of it that, uh ray parker jr was there yes i yes we took yeah that was that was weird because uh they were great but the sound engineer was absolutely uh-huh. terrible and there was an issue that was just bad. But um overall it was it was a wonderful experience. Uh you know, I got to see and I didn't meet too many people but my my wife did go get her um uh, Ghostbusters daughter book signed mm-hmm. by uh Violet Ramis <laughs> Steele, which is uh, Harold Ramis's daughter. So she did get to to go do that and we, we you know, we saw the panel where she talked and everything and it was it was wonderful. Just a wonderful sit uh, Oh, how whole cool. thing, but that looked like yeah. so much fun. I, I kept seeing ads for that um, before that uh, happened, like on Facebook, I think. And I, I was, I really wanted to go to that because I, yeah, I love Ghostbusters too. Big Ghostbusters fan. So. Yeah, I my Ghostbusters love uh, is is mostly like GB one and then real Ghostbusters. I I actually really <laughs> dislike Ghostbusters two. Skip that 2. one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a Ghostbusters two fan. Um, I enjoyed uh, answer answer the call. Um, I I don't I don't hate answer the call, and I, I'll tell people like I'll watch that over Ghostbusters two any day of the week. Yeah, but I just for some reason I, having really been I mean 
we go to bed. I have to kind of go to bed with TV on, and my wife doesn't really care. So, like, I pop in real Ghostbusters. That's what we go to bed to, like, every night, <laughs> just awesome. kind of playing in the background. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's like that's where my, my love for Ghostbusters is, is Ghostbusters and real Ghostbusters. Did you ever play the, the game that came out? The board game or the video the game? The video game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yep, was I have I have the, the I have the PS3 yeah. one. They just remastered uh, I, I need to it. get the Yep, I need to get the the yeah, remastered I get version. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's fun. It's in uh and I read the IDW Ghost uh, Ghostbusters uh-huh. okay. book and it's great because um canonically uh that comic book it picks up after the video game. So so the 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 that comic book postulates that the video game is ghostbusters 3 which is essentially what that video game was billed as as ghostbusters 3 or the closest thing we were ever going to get to a ghostbusters 3 so the idw comic is great because it goes gb1 gb2 and then the video game then the comic and then through interdimensional portals and stuff they've now crossed over with the real ghostbusters and they've crossed over with like answer the call the girls and all that kind of stuff so were, did That's you awesome. like answer the call at all? Yeah, answer, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. and and I, I gotta say at the um at the the fan fest they had um, Paul Feig there and he got a lot of love, which good, was good. which was great. Yeah, because yeah, he really was, they that was they that was that sickening. Up. Yeah, yeah, too much. That was like like there's very few times in 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 to, like my life where I'm like I just take a step back and like look at humanity I'm like that's just sickening like what we did there oh my gosh. as as a whole like as yeah. a group what we did crazy yeah but no yeah. I did yeah I enjoyed that but man that um man, that fest sounds so cool but to yeah so the guy was in Go- so Ghostbusters and his it was his sister was Zelda Oh, oh, uh, yeah. So Murray Rubin, um, because he he changed his last name. She stayed Rubenstein, and he changed for acting. He changed it just to Rubin. Um, and from my understanding, I think that might have caused a little bit of a rift. But um, but yeah, that was uh, yeah. Murray Rubin is is the gentleman who's wearing like he's smoking the cigar, and it's when they first get to the elevators in the Sedgwick, and he's like, "What are you supposed to be, some kind of cosmonaut?" And then Ray's like, "Yeah," or Vinkman's like, "You know, somebody some, saw a cockroach up on on twelve, you know." <laughs> <laughs> it's like must must awesome. be some cockroach, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to watch it again and see that. <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah, and, and know that that's exactly uh, that spot that's is where so we cool. were. And have you been to the Biltmore? Have you I, done the Ghostbusters? I thing? haven't. I I need to, but um, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's super easy. You just go in. You know, you don't. You just go downtown and and go into the lobby, uh-huh. and you know, right away you're like, oh, this is this, that's that. Okay, yeah, awesome. it's all the lobby where Vinkman. They're all walking in, you know, and everything. You'll you'll see all that, and then uh, and then actually their lobby, their I'm sorry, their desks and everything. That's actually they turn that into like where you check in mm-hmm. the front desk. That's actually the ballroom oh, okay. that they catch Slimer in. Yeah. But that's in actuality, it's their uh, check in place and they just kind of you know shot it you know moved it around and stuff but you should definitely make make the trek at some point for sure yeah yeah it's 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 awesome it's it's a it's great um do you want to finish us off with the uh our our honorable mention from the 2000s and we have a lot to choose from for this one (laughs) okay um i for my honorable mention i picked uh 2001 i picked the others Ooh, that was just about to be on mine. I enjoyed that, and I like the twist that, yes, that they did with it. Totally. Um, yeah, I always really liked that one too. Um, 
two thousand again, like in the two thousands, I was like, man, what am I gonna pick? Because it's rough. <laughs> uh, like what's good, you know, a little bit. Um, but that was one I always I remember watching. Um, I liked it. It was very like turn of the screw kind of ish style, very gothic, um, supernatural stuff. And Nicole Kidman does a really good job in it. And uh, you know the uh christopher what is it the one of the doctor who's is in it uh christopher i can't remember his last name his first name it's been so long since i've seen it yes forever um but yeah that was always a really good one um when sometimes there isn't as very good ones maybe to pick from but i always really liked that one yeah yeah that's no that's definitely i mean you could have chosen you know 13 ghosts you could have gone uh i like personally i like ghost ship Mm -hmm. you know but all of those they all feel very similar. Uh, the others it definitely had a different quality to it, a, a, probably a better quality, a more filmic quality yeah. to it than, it than these other awards. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one a lot. That one's that's classy. That's a classy pick. <laughs> classy, yeah. <laughs> classy pick from a classy lady. I, I like it. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. I got nothing bad to say about the others. Uh, you want to do the, the 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 twist? You want to tell everyone what oh, the twist yeah. is? Because I mean, it is uh, eighteen years old, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so, um, yeah. And the others uh, turns out so Nicole Kidman's in the house, and she thinks that you know there's ghosts in it. But she's actually the ghost. So mm-hmm. oh, uh, the others are just the people moving, trying to move into the house. Yeah. So I, yeah. I like that concept. I like that. I thought that was really, really cool. Did you ever see that art house movie that came out, I think, in 2017 or 18 called uh, Ghost Story? Uh, uh, is Mara? Yeah. Yes. I, or Emily Blunt. Somebody like that Somebody. is in it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the. I think the... I've seen a trailer for it or no, or a poster, but I haven't really seen the movie. No. Yeah. Me. Me neither. I just was curious because yeah. I, I kind of wanted to see it. It looked interesting, but I, I have mm-hmm. not seen it. Um, I honestly, I, I had a harder time picking this one because we only had one, and like you said, there's so many. Mm-hmm. And I, even though I don't like haunted house movies i still watched uh the haunting uh yeah the haunting um yeah there's the I watched, haunting uh, and then house on haunted hill right i watched that yeah. 13 ghosts mm-hmm. i watched that i i saw uh, ghost ship in the theater i i saw you know maybe i came to the conclusion i was like you know what i i i, I don't need to see any more ghost movies i think i did it <laughs> <laughs> um but i picked something very recent actually and it's not a movie it's actually a netflix series came out last year called The Haunting of Hill House. Have you seen that one yet? Like three times. Okay. Uh, I, obsessed. So er, yeah. So everything that I said about not liking ghost stories is why I loved everything about this. Now, I will say that as I was watching the show, I was I was just on – I was waiting for this the quote-unquote scariest part of the entire movie, and that's towards the end where the sister screams in between the two of them, right, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I knew that the quote-unquote scariest like ghost jump scare ever was, was going to be coming at some point. I'm like halfway through the show, but I'm really not like enjoying it because I'm, I'm scared of this one moment that I don't know where it's coming. So I finally – I tell my friend, I'm like, can you just tell me when the fuck it is so I can enjoy the show? And he's like, yeah. So she's like, you really want to know? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll tell you, it's right here. So when that scene came, I was prepared for it. Still scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> and I do truly believe that I would have died had I not known it wow. was coming. Oh yeah. I mean, take, take you got to always keep the caveat is that I'm usually pretty high when I'm watching it. So <laughs> oh, like, yeah, that's you know, get you're, worse. you're totally like, yeah, you're totally like in, entrenched in it at that point. Yeah. But, um, 
I thought that show was just oh wonderful. Gosh, I, I loved yeah. how everything was connected. Uh, when when you find out that she's the crooked, well, okay, guys, spoiler oh, alert man. at this point. Jump. Such a good like yeah. spoiler though, right here. <laughs> Yeah, and when you find out that she's the crooked neck lady, like that is just heart wrenching, oh. right? Like that you you've lived your entire life in fear of something that was just you the entire time, you know. And I liked, I don't know, I I, I like that ghost that floated on the ground, and then the so fact that cool. it still followed him and stuff, and it just it was a great oh my fucking gosh, show. yeah. There's one, um, and I watched the behind the scenes on it, but there's one part in the show where they do like, um, there actually there's two, I think maybe more but they do the guy the director um mike flanagan i think is his name and by the way mike fucking flanagan went to my college in towson university oh. in outside of baltimore so yeah <laughs> That's what's awesome up? <laughs> yeah you just did dr sleep and that was pretty cool um, yeah yeah uh anyway there's lo- there's these long takes uh like so you remember when um the dad walks in he sees them all as kids and then yeah. it pans around and then he sees them again as adults that's you know all this one long take there's a whole another long take where the camera starts up at the top of the stairs comes down has them walk downstairs it's following them downstairs it's so it's shot so incredibly well uh the house is gorgeous the acting is is great um it's it's loosely based on uh the um haunting of hill house yeah uh, yeah the same name right the same movie jackson yeah uh the book too and they just kind of use character names for different spots and stuff but it's probably my favorite thing on netflix i watched i've watched it a couple times because i just i absolutely loved it um it's honestly more of a family drama with yeah supernatural elements i i had to like I, I wanted people to see this, and I have friends that like horror movies, but I have friends that don't. So I had to like, like drag them to. to I go, listen, it's so good. Just it's a family drama with horror elements surrounding it. Don't let it freak you because they were. She was worried she was going to get scared. That you know, like there's the jump scare that scared you. But I was like, just just watch it. It's so good, and she did, and she absolutely loved all the um the the twist, the 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 you know bent neck lady and everything. So. Can't uh, recommend that enough. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's it's so much fun, and and all the reasons you just said are, are the reasons that I really enjoyed it. the The family, the core of the entire show is that family, and you're looking at them from two different eras and whatnot. I I love that. I thought it was just yeah. fantastic. And aside, like. I, I like the ghost stuff when it's not like an overt jump scare. It's subtle, um, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, I like I love finding all the little subtle ghosts. Oh gosh, uh, I found yeah. I saw a couple that I didn't like even know were there and I was, but I knew to look for them, but I didn't know exactly where each one was. I was like, "Oh, I caught that one." Um but uh a, like the the few scary moments like when he goes down the bellwaiter into the basement um was was utterly yeah. terrifying to me and uh and e- even like like the 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 wasp nest that looks like a face oh, that was, was like freaky yeah. that was creepy yeah. too there's a um, lot of was... yeah there's a lot of twi- like you said the bennett lady but then one of my favorite parts is when one of the um kids uh he grew up and became a horror author and he's like the skeptic yeah. and he doesn't really believe yeah. you know that there's really he that his siblings saw ghosts as they were kids um but he said, I never saw a ghost. And then his dad said, well, yeah, you did. There was a guy fixing a, a clock oh, or clock. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember watching that scene going, you know, that guy fixing the clock looks kind of old timey. 
you know, compared to everybody else that looks like they're working on the house. And then they're like, oh, snap, that was really a good, like, I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, oh my gosh, that was so cool. So. And I like that kind of shit. Like, I listen to a lot of paranormal podcasts, too. And, you know, people talk about, like, okay, but how many, you know, talk about how many ghosts you've seen, whatever. But then how many ghosts do you think you've seen that you didn't know were ghosts? Oh, yeah. Like, what if someone just walking down the street was a ghost and you didn't know it, you know? And I, I like that that's idea. So like, cool. oh, crap, you know? Totally. That's that's cool. Yeah, I loved The Haunting of Hill House. I thought it was fantastic. I don't think I could have the nerve to, to watch it again. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I loved it when I was consuming it and i highly recommend yeah, i'm glad it, you picked that because man I lo- i'm so obsessed with that <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's awesome well th- i mean this was a this was a fun yeah. list and honestly my i really want to go back and and watch the changeling now yeah and i want to watch prison for sure prison and event horizon and i event think horizon, uh, yeah. i think both of them would 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 be up your alley i think you dig probably dig both of them oh totally yeah well, this was so much fun. I really appreciate you taking the time to to do the podcasting after dark yeah, uh, watch so list much. with me. Yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. Oh my gosh, yeah. To talk about horror movies, I'm in. I love it. Well, well I mean, the door's always open, so we would I'm always down cool. to to do a follow-up. We can uh do other lists or whatever, but uh I I very much enjoyed talking about horror movies with you. It was uh it was a lot of fun. I I feel like we have a, a lot of similar interests that we our Venn diagram has a lot of crossover, <laughs> totally. I think. <laughs> oh, but uh, Chelsea, please, again, plug uh, any anything and sure. everything you want to plug, uh, your personal Instagram, whatever, okay, yeah. the 88 miles per hour, whatever you want to plug. And I'll, I'll put links in the show notes for everything that you do Perfect. mention. Okay, so yeah, the show is uh, 88 miles per hour podcast. Um, you can find us on uh, Podbean as... 88, uh, spelled like the number 88, um, MPH podcast for Podbean, or you can just look us up. That's what most people do. Um, we're also, I, we have a Facebook, 88 miles per hour podcast on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is just 88 MPH podcast. Um, I think we have a couple episodes on Spotify, not everything, but, um, I think a couple of our newest episodes are on Spotify. Of course, we're on iTunes. I think our, our total full list of episodes is on, um, iTunes and we've been around since, uh, 2014. So you can go all the way back and listen to how the show has uh, developed, um, over time. Um, my personal Instagram, if you want, if you want to uh, look at that, um, I'm at uh, creepy Chels, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's on uh, Instagram. Um, but yeah, so yeah, check us out. Uh, very nice. yeah, very cool. Nice that that's no. This is this is great, and I know. Uh, did, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys either just did your hundred episode, or you're coming near it, or you're we past did. It. Yeah, we did our hundredth episode. <laughs> I feel like we probably could have done that. Uh, we've taken like hiatuses here and there. Um, okay. we, we probably could have hit that maybe a little sooner, but we finally <laughs> did it. And, um, we, uh, the cool thing is, so I Skype and talk to, uh, Max and Chris, um, Max and Chris are the other hosts of the, the podcast and, um, always, um, Skype with them. But for the hundredth episode, I went out, we, we, they live, um, kind of up far into LA and I'm more in Orange County, so traffic, you know, mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So finally, we met up on a Saturday, and we um, all in the same room for the first time recorded our 100th hundred, uh, podcast. So that was really cool, and 
We wow. did a big celebration. And we had our original, uh, the creator of um, 88 Miles Per Hour podcast, uh, Santos, he was there. He was the original one of the original members. So it was really cool. But yeah, we made it to 100. It was awesome. I mean, that is no small feat. So congratulations from yeah, podcasting you. after dark to 88 miles <laughs> per hour. So we, we hope we can get to, to get to a hundred. I think right now we're, we're around 20 or so. Oh, you'll but, you'll uh, make it. You'll hit it. Real quick. I'm sure you will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was, this was awesome. Everyone, please go out and check out 88 miles per hour. I'll put, I'll put all the links in the show notes. Go check that out. And, uh, I'll, I'll definitely be giving, uh, Chelsea a follow on, on Instagram. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram at this point. Yeah. Facebook is more for the the aunts and uncles and whatnot. Definitely, and, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's all about Instagram right now. Yeah, yeah, I live on Instagram, and honestly, mm-hmm. the the retro mm-hmm. and the horror like movie community is fantastic oh, on definitely. Instagram because it's all it's just a bunch of people posting pictures of their Blu-rays and be like, yeah, that's awesome. I love that movie, oh, and it's yeah. it's just it's a great visual medium. People are hunting for VHS copies of old movies, yeah. and they're busting out everything and. Like talking about Blockbuster and the good old days. Um, Jeez. Yeah. I worked at a video store uh, for ten, uh, 10 years, basically. Uh, wow. You ever seen the movie Clerks? Yeah. Okay, my my late teens, early mid to twenties or so, I was Randall. Um, I I lived the Randall lifestyle. I worked at a video store. I berated my customers because it didn't matter because we rented porn and they would just be coming back anyways, yeah, and it did go. not matter whatsoever. And uh, but but yeah, that was awesome. that was my life growing up. And if anyone told me now that VHS tapes would be worth anything, I'd say fuck you because I got rid of all mine. And now they're like the hottest. It's coming fuck. back. God, God damn it! Yeah. I know. I know, and I don't have any anymore. I'm so stupid. Yeah, I, I saved some. I got Beetlejuice on VHS. Now, of course, of course. Hocus Pocus, <laughs> I got that on there. Uh, Couple there random things. Yeah, I did save. Like I saved my favorite guys on on VHS, but I pretty much switched over. You know, a lot of other things. But I, I got all those sets of Star Wars. You know, all every oh, single yeah, yeah. time, every single time Star Wars would come out with a new edition, we got that. All the three. Yeah. Of them. So, yeah, but and, yeah, and now now they're they're changing them up even more for uh, the 4K resolution Con- and whatnot. Constantly. It's, oh, Star Wars. Oh, oh Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the notorious GL. <laughs> um, but uh, all right, guys, you all know where you can find me pretty much on uh, this show, on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, on Ongoing Comic Book Discussion podcast, and you can find those and all our other podcasts on Blast from Our Past network and that's uh, bfopnetwork.com so you can swing on by there and find out any links that you need to find so there you go and uh, again thank you Chelsea from 88 miles per hour podcast this was absolutely amazingly fun and I had a great time yeah, thank you so much awesome alright guys we will catch you all on the flip Join the Podcasting After Dark Patreon community to unlock exclusive monthly content like cast interviews and a fan feedback show. Plus, you get every regular episode of Podcasting After Dark completely ad-free. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us five stars on Apple Podcasts and by recommending us to your friends. Finally, make sure you follow us on Reddit Instagram, and Facebook for news and updates about future episodes. Just search for Podcasting After Dark.
la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Thank you.